news. And without further ado, Jonathan Gavoni of DraftExpress.com joins us now. Jonathan, how's it going today? Thanks a lot for taking the time. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Thanks a lot for taking the time and talking to the NBA draft with us. Uh, as we get closer and closer now, is there really any doubt at number one with Kyrie Irving, or is it all a smokescreen when it comes to the Cavs talking about maybe doing something with those picks or Enos Cantor potentially being the number one guy? Well, I think you have to take your hat off to uh, Chris Grant and Cleveland. They have every single player in this draft thinking that they're going to get picked by Cleveland at number one. I mean, that's, they're doing an unbelievable job of just putting smoke out there and telling media, players, agents, other teams exactly what they want them to think they're going to do. But really the only people that know is Cleveland. Um, I, at the end of the day, though, I would be shocked if they passed on Irving, but they're doing, they're doing their due diligence. They're trying to get every prospect in for a workout, including Brandon Knight and Cantor and Eric Williams. And if that takes, you know, telling these guys, yeah, we're considering you at number one, they'll do that. And, and, and you can't fault them for that. JG, what's happening? Kamala here in Atlanta. Hey, Rick, how are you? Kicking ass, man. Glad to be on with the Stews. Glad to have you on our show here. Uh, I want you to talk about a couple of point guards. Um, Brandon Knight, I think, is a perfect fit for the Utah Jazz at three, which is where you have him going in, uh, in the mock draft that's on DraftExpress.com. And then also Kimball Walker, who you have going fifth to the Toronto Raptors on your mock draft. I think both of these guys are going to be studs in the NBA. I think both of these guys would be great fits for Toronto and Utah. Flesh that out a little bit. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, I think that Knight is... Um... It's going to take him a little bit longer than Kemba. He's not quite as experienced. He hasn't, you know, he didn't have three years of college basketball to, to, to make all the mistakes he needs to make and, and, and to learn uh, the game the way he needed to. He played at a, a lower level of high school of competition in high school, and uh, he was kind of a combo guard uh, in, in high school anyway. But, um, you know, he, the kid is 19 years old. He's got great size. He's an unbelievable shooter. He's a great scorer in general. Uh, He's also very, very intelligent on and off the court, and he's, uh, he's got an incredible work ethic. So I think that which, whichever team that picks them, if they're willing to be patient, they're going to be rewarded in a major way, uh, you know, a, a couple of years down the road. Um, Kemba, like I said, he, he's a lot more polished. This is a guy that, you know, took a group of players that was projected to miss the NCAA tournament, and not only did he help them make the NCAA tournament, but they won – the entire thing. Uh, he's been dissected in every single way possible by NBA executives and fans and the media. But the guy is just a winner, flat out. That's what he does. The people want to make him into some type of uh, score combo guard. You know, this is a guy that in, in, in high school he could not score, he could not shoot to save his life. He was just a pure point guard, and that's what he was his first couple of years in college as well. He developed his scoring ability, and they really needed him to go out and to put up points for them, and that's what he did, and, and it worked. Um, but I think he's going to be um, a great NBA point guard and a pass-first guy at that who can also go out and score. Jonathan Gavoni is our guest from DraftExpress.com. Sam Raiden, Rick Campbell, in for Doug and Ryan here on the Two Live Stews. Jonathan, let's see if this yields the same answer. Uh, one question I always like to ask when I talk about the draft is, who's the surest bet to hit the ground running? And maybe in that same vein, who do you think would be the front runner for Rookie of the Year next year, obviously assuming there is a next year? Well, the sh there really are no sure bets in this draft. This is a very, very 
interesting class. Not Derek guys. Williams? To me, uh, that, that's who I thought you might say, Jonathan. I think Derek Williams is about as sure as they come. I think he is. You know, I mean, I think he's going to be a very good player. But, you know, it depends how you define what, what a sure bet is. I mean, he's definitely going to be in the league in 10 years, and he's definitely going to be able to put up points on the board. Is he going to be able to, 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 to live up to, you know, the expectations that come along with being a number two pick? That's where the question marks come in. And I think he's got all the talent in the world to do that. I think he needs to get out of his mind this idea that he's some type of small forward. You know, and he's thinking to himself, I want to be a star, and you know, I want to be one of the most marketable guys. And part of that, I guess, is, is you know, being on the wing and creating shots. But this is a guy that he's going to be an absolute nightmare mismatch at the four position. But he needs to embrace that, and that's the only thing that's got me uh, pausing a little bit in regards to him. But uh, I'm a big fan of his. I think he's going to be a great NBA player. Jonathan Gavoni from DraftExpress.com joining us here on the Stews. Let's talk Jimmer. Let's talk Jimmer Fredette. Uh, you've got him going seventh to the Sacramento Kings on your mock draft on DraftExpress.com. Uh, I respectfully disagree with that, not because uh, he shouldn't be seven, but because uh, the Sacramento Kings have and love Marcus Thornton. And they already have Tyreek Evans, and they already have Bano Udrick under contract. So I don't. I don't see the logic in tying together the Sacramento Kings and, and Jimmer Fredette. Uh, if they got him, how would he uh, blend with uh, with the guys they have? And are you telling me that they're going to draft Jimmer Fredette to increase the team's leverage and possibly bring him back Marcus Thornton? Well, I think that any good NBA team needs to have not only five good starters, but also some very good players coming off the bench. If you look at Dallas, for example, Jason Terry is a guy that could start for a lot of teams, but he comes off the bench for them. He plays the one and the two, and um, you know, and that's why they're so strong. So, you know, Marcus Thornton was a second round pick. She started the year in the doghouse in New Orleans. He got traded. He, he was able to go to a situation where he could take any shot he wanted and not be accountable in the defensive end on a really, really bad team. You know, I'm not necessarily willing to bet the farm on this guy as my starting two-guard of the future. To me, Tyreek Evans is better playing a little bit off the ball at times. Um, There were some issues there with him as as the point guard. He likes to pound the ball a little bit. Uh, I think that um, Jimmer is a guy that can play with Tyreek very well. And, um, you know, you need to have a bench as well. So um, I think that... um, you know, you, when you bring Thornton off the bench, you can, you know, he can play with Jimmer or with Tyreek. There's a lot of interchangeable parts there. So uh, I think that's where that's coming from a little bit as well. Hey, Jonathan, before we let you go, we got to ask you about the Ricky Rubio situation. Uh, will he, won't he uh, come to Minnesota? My Wolves uh, need the help, obviously. Is he that help? And uh, will, will the buyout situation uh, be rectified such that Ricky Rubio will be a Timberwolf this upcoming season? Yeah, my understanding is that Barcelona has already started shopping for his replacement. So I was a little bit surprised by that report. I know that some of it, you know, has to do with logistical issues. Signing a guy, um, you know, while he was in the midst of his season and, and, uh, you know, paying the buyout on time and all that. So I think when it's all said and done, it's going to get resolved. Um, You know, Rubio's star has fallen a little bit over the last two years. A lot of that due to the situation that he's in, and some of that due to the fact that he hasn't really improved as much as people have thought he would. I think that going to Minnesota is a perfect situation for him. He's going to have the ball in his hands exclusively, which is what he needs. 
He's going to play with a great pick-and-roll player in Kevin Love. They're going to add another draft pick this year, and he's going to be able to make mistakes. I think that it'll take him some time to learn the NBA game. He's going to have to become a lot more aggressive as a scorer to be effective in, in the NBA style, but I think that he's got an unbelievable feel for the game. I think he's a great passer, and I think he's, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch him next year. JG, we got to let you go. Ten-second answer to this question. Will Ricky Rubio be a star in the NBA? No. Wow, that, that was a ten-second That was a one-second answer. I love it. Thanks, JG. Jonathan, thanks a lot. We look forward to checking you out at DraftExpress.com.